flea market, which I none of those four words seem like they go together. Yeah. Hang on. I'm freaking gonna kill this gnat. Oh, is that a gnat? Is that another gnat? Wow. I don't have a piece of paper. Ugh. Here. Thank you. I have a question. Um, so you're asking for a piece of paper yeah. to kill a gnat. What is the strategy behind the piece of paper? I'm just going to go. Are you? <laughs> no, for the audio. It was like a, like a pistol whip, but with paper. Yeah, Were you going to like write it. something boring and bore it to death like with that piece of paper? Because you're not going to kill with all, that. First of all, I don't write anything boring ever. Oh, oh did you get it? Good job. Way to go. Suck it, Knox. Hello and welcome to episode number 475 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Holden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy and we're committed to educating you on things that entertain but do not matter. To find out more about these cognizant pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast and we're on Twitter at podcastpod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking pop culture current events. But before we do that, you know, we want to give you a little behind the scenes of the podcast. So as you may or may not know, we have a supporter community on Patreon called Friends of the Show. Now, there are friends that support our team with $3 a month. And then there are best friends of the show, which we call B-Thoughts. And they help us pay our staff and our bills with $7 a month. Now, we create premium content for that entire audience. There are more than 11,300 bots and B-Thoughts. And fun fact, 77% of them are B-Thoughts. Now, another fun fact, there are more than... 190,000 creators on Patreon, and we are ranked number 44. Unfortunately, the Come Boys are number seven. One We're never going to get them. We're never going to get them. No, we can do it. Don't lose We're not. <laughs> well, each month, we have a live AUA and Ask Us Anything, where BFOTs have submitted hundreds of questions, and Aaron tries to facilitate Knox and me answering mm-hmm. them. Um, I say tries because it's a cat wrangling at best. Uh, cat If cats drank and took gummies before they needed to be wrangled. Um, October's AUA happened this week. Some bets may or may not have been settled uh you can watch the video replay now or the audio is provided to our bfots every month in their audio feed we also do a weekly the more you know episode like today's episode but kind of all the time for bfots and for everyone on patreon we do a cinema side piece episode where we deep dive a movie they have voted on and this month's episode comes out october 21st and it's a perfect seasonal watch one of our staff picked it as their favorite movie to watch every October on last week's Smooch, Mary Kill. So visit the link in the show notes or go to knoxandjamie.com slash Patreon and give us a whirl. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, James, time to do the more you know. The more you know. And just to clean up the call to action, the Cumboys are sixth, Jamie. They're sixth. We're what? never getting to the Cumboys, okay? <laughs> I just want you to accept that. All right. Oh, we're so close. You know, uh, maintenance phase and you're wrong about both in the top 10. How much money are they making? So much a, money. A lot. The, the, the Cumboys have rebranded, though. Like their logo says a different thing. It says like the Adam Friedland show. So I don't oh, know. Did, did, and in did October, a marketing professional finally come in and go, hey, maybe not the Cumboys. Guys. I don't like at the end of September, they lost like 3000 supporters from like 32 Dang. to 29. I don't know if they all were just like, this is the Cumboys. Should we should we be supporting this? I don't know. If Did we one of the cumboys cheat on his wife? Is that what happened? Wow, the tri cumboys. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We're gonna get there. But as always, um, we do the more you know episodes three times a month. In addition to this episode in the free feed, we do it three times a month for our beefots. So it's legit my favorite content because um, I feel like the conversations are more free flowing. They're wide ranging. We get to work in recaps. We get to work in all kinds of stuff. So if you never want to miss out on episodes like this, just go to knoxjamie.com slash Patreon. Um, and Jamie, we're going to start out with a banger here. This We're going to do how do we feel? And the topic is adult happy meals from McDonald's. And I just, before we get into it, I want to reiterate the simplest rebuke here which is that you can't call something adult without it feeling gross and sexual. And also, when you're talking about toys being in an adult thing, that makes it double gross right. and sexual. Like a so vibrator? McDonald's, you should have known. You should have known. Is, they should have known. too early for the kids listening? Look, as how do I feel? You know what? All meals are adult happy meals if you're over 18 and eat carbs. Okay, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, listen, this adult happy meal, it was released this year as a limited release, and that is problematic because very, people are upset that they cannot get their dolls. So this was in collaboration with Cactus Plant Flea Market, which I none of those four words seem like they go together. Yeah. Hang on. I'm freaking gonna kill this gnat. Oh, is that a gnat? Is it another gnat? Wow. I don't have a piece of paper. Ugh. Here. Thank you. I have a question. Um, so you're asking for a piece of paper. Yeah. To kill a gnat. What is the strategy behind the piece of paper? I'm just gonna go. Are you? <laughs> no, for the audio, it was like a like a pistol whip, but with paper. Yeah. Were you gonna, gonna like write it. something boring and bore it to death, like with that piece of paper? Because you're not gonna kill first with all, that. First of all, I don't write anything boring ever. Oh. Oh, did you get it? Good job. Way to go. Suck it, Knox. <laughs> we need to okay, clip that to- video and show people. That was like Karate Kid when Daniel-san gets like the fly in the tweezers or whatever. Okay, back to Happy Meals. Now, so this meal for adults includes either a Big Mac or a 10 McNugget combo meal. Yeah. And it comes with a four-eyed caricature of Grimace, Birdie, mm-hmm. or the Hamburglar. Which one do you not know who it is? Is it Birdie? Because I don't know I, who I don't know Birdie, Birdie is. is. What's a Birdie? Yeah. But there have been a lot of people running out, lots of uh, employee stress, a lot of people becoming Mm -hmm. Karens because their doll's not included. They go back, they pull off, and they come back inside and are like, where the F is my Hamburglar? Why am I calling you Hamburglar? (laughs) Hamburglar? Well, it's either German or I'm just focusing on that he burgles ham. (laughs) Well, he does. But I just think if you're the kind of person that's like, hey, I didn't get my Hamburglar and I really want my Hamburglar, you should be sent to like Supermax immediately. That should be how like we call the herd with our population, I think. Do you know what the first pop culture tie-in, it was in 1979, and it was with the movie Star Trek. 
Okay, did you just ask me a question and not let me answer the question? Is that what just happened there? Well, do you think you would have gotten to Star Trek? Honestly, I was I already had it locked and loaded, and Stop I was going to say Star Wars. So it was, I was not going to get that right. So full well, accountability Star there. Wars came out in 1977, so that would have been two years. Why are they doing it two years later? That doesn't sure. even make sense. I don't, why do they have an ice cream machine that doesn't work? I don't know. I don't know these, the answers to these but questions. But here's the thing. In that movie, as a Star Trek fan... The character, there are characters who are vaporized while screaming, and there's an allusion to Sessy Tom for mm. Captain Kirk, and there are a lot of curse words. That's your first Happy Meal tie-in? It's tough. It's tough. It's it, tough. They're just I trying like it out. That. They're just trying it out. What I would like to say is, um, you know, if you're going to give me, like, a birdie or, like, a four-eyed grimace, I, I'm not interested in that. That doesn't do anything for me. No. Okay? But I do have uh, a couple of options that if they included these things in Happy Meals, I would definitely get in line to buy Happy Meal, okay? And you tell me of, uh, I think I've got four here, or I've got three here. You tell me which one you would want the most, okay? Okay. All right, so number number one, um, someone is gonna pick your car up at work and get your oil changed for you, <gasps> yes. and you don't have to do anything. I think Love that would it. be great. I would that was, that's amazing. immediately get yes, a Happy Meal. Immediately, and they fill up your tank, immediately. Exactly, yes. exactly. Okay, uh, you would get like a pack of three commitment mulligans, and this is when you committed to something three months ago, and now it's about to happen, <laughs> and you just don't wanna do it. So you get three of those, and you can say, hey, I have to cancel, and they can't have hard feelings against you. I feel like that'd be very Because you would valuable. just hand them your McDonald's certificate? They'd be like, oh, I'm so, oh, is this oh. a McDonald's Happy Meal, adult Happy Meal commitment <laughs> mulligan? Well, I just respect the game here. Well, okay. but to be fair, if you hand me a McDonald's mulligan, I'm going to go, so you thought spending time with me was so bad, yep. it was worth one of your three mulligans. That's right. Rules are rules, <laughs> and you have to respect this. <laughs> Okay, fine. Uh, slow people have to get out of the left lane for you for a full Thank, week. Oh, my gosh. Please, for the love of God, yes. I, I have to drive so much more now because our kids basically go to school in, like, uh, Cambodia. So we're commuting from Cambodia to Tennessee, like, every day. Right. And it's just a lot. And I found myself getting more irritated with uh, people Thank who are driving slow in the left Good. lane. It's, you it's be really irritated. Yes. What I started to do, and I would like to encourage other people to do this, because my kids are in the car, I can't flip them off. But what I started doing, and it feels more powerful, okay, okay. is I will just hold my hand out the window and do thumbs down i'll just do thumbs down <laughs> that feels more hurtful to me like you're reacting to a youtube beauty tutorial yeah like, i just be like no, hey you're driving dislike. it's thumbs down like because i feel like if, if you flip someone off they can be like that guy's just an a-hole but if you give them a thumbs down it's like man i really gotta think about life i gotta Listen, think about myself i do really wish we could have a bumper sign that was like electronic and you could just push a button and it would be like what are you doing why I did like i it. just have to pass you this way this is weird because it's such a binary way to communicate i even have yeah. to flip you off or do thumbs like if someone's driving really well and like someone got over for me i want to be like thumbs up thanks man thanks man but if i did a thumbs up that'd be weird and just so so i like your idea i think that's a good one and then i want to do all banks have to stop closing at like 3 30 p.m for you <laughs> Because I don't think banks get enough criticism for, the, I think in a lot of ways they're like airlines with their customer disdain, but like the, the disdain is just turned all the way down to zero. Right. Whereas like airlines turn all the way up because with banks, you're just getting random fees that aren't enough to get pissed about. Because if you went, you're like, hey, why'd you charge me 50 cents for something called like international fees? Like that, you would look weird if you did that. Yes. But it's annoying. It is annoying. And when you go to the bank at, because you got to get there by two, yep. because there's 18 people in front of you who right. are still writing paper checks. Yep. And then you got to talk to that security guard who has nothing to do no. because he's like, I couldn't actually stop a robbery. No. I would lay down with all of you. <laughs> so I'm not going to help you. But he does want to talk about the trip he just took to uh, Asheville. No, uh, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk about him and his adult Happy Meal. And then if you're, I won't say the name of the bank, but it's PNC. If you write a check, 
and you wrote it 12 minutes ago and you want to see a copy of it, you have to pay them money. You have to pay them yeah. money. Thank you, PNC. For the Always check. Always treasure. And also, I just like a, a, I like a place that's like, hey, if you put more than $250,000 in here, we're not going to guarantee it. We're going to do our best. But I can't guarantee it's Yeah, but be we there. also, but who knows what we'll do with it. So we who can't knows? guarantee you'll get it back. We could, we could collapse the housing market with this. I don't know. It's just going to okay. be fun. We'll spin but, the wheel and find out. So for the listeners who were struggling, Birdie is called Birdie the Early Bird. Yeah. She was the, this is how it's listed, the first identifiable female character. What does that mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it worded like that? I like that McDonald's was just like, no backstory. She's just female, and you can identify Well, that. and to be honest, she is literally Big Bird with pigtails. That's what she is. They didn't even try. One of the characters, I don't know who it is, it, it almost looks like, you know, in Community, they had the human being. Like, that's yes, what one yes. of the McDonald's characters looks like. Just like the human <laughs> being with, like, bad eyebrows. So kind of like Rebs from uh, British Bake Off, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. We will get to it, yes. So, okay. Um, let's go. Let's move on to, uh, to Wife Guys. Wife guys on the prowl. Wife guys been in the news a little bit lately, uh, and I just felt like like how JB when you hear about like the plight and the scourge scourge of uh, of wife guys, how does that make you feel? Oh, it makes me feel like vengeance is mine because guys, <laughs> wife guys are guys who tell you how much they love their wife, but they don't actually tell their actual wife how much they love them. Sure, they want sure. you. They build a brand. They build content on like I have a hot wife and I freaking love her and yeah. you're just like oh this is so because the, the bar is so low for men yeah so low that we're just like ah oh, what an amazing guy i will definitely buy that t-shirt he's sailing you know it's just very yeah. annoying so, he's allegedly monogamous Th- this must be a great guy I, I, i'm assuming here he's doing the bare minimum in a commitment he made in front of his family and friends 10 years ago wow yeah. this is great no this is bad lots of wife guys getting come up in the news yeah and i thought i i had a moment where i was like Am I a wife guy? Like I was trying no. to delineate what a no. wife guy is. And I, I saw someone, they broke it down a little bit. I uh, got a lot of different definitions. And they talked about how it's it's a guy who makes loving his wife his shtick. Yeah. Like that's his whole thing. So it's difficult to, to separate because there are lists of people who are guys who just love their wife versus wife guys. And it's important to know who you are. But for me personally, whether it's wife guy, whether it's uh, a Christian, whether it's somebody like in, who just has integrity, it, anytime you lead with that, like yeah. there's a, I feel like there's a car company around here where I live and they're called like integrity, like motive no. motors what? or something. I'm like, no. okay, that tells me you're a liar. Number one, first yeah, if of you, all. If you're like, trust us. No, no, now, now I don't. Now but I if don't. They're, like, there are companies that I've seen like roofers for Christ or like floor sanctifiers, you know? And guess like, what? That's going to go 30% <laughs> over budget. FYI. FYI. It is. It yeah. makes me distrustful of you because if you have to tell me that, if you have to lead and rely upon that, well, then I think maybe uh, the lady doth protest too much. But, you know, within pop culture, we've gotten Adam Levine. We've gotten John Mulaney. We've gotten uh, certain Texan pastors, which we will just vaguely allude to. And then most notably, we've gotten the Try Guys, which I just I want you to answer honestly. Yeah. Before all this happened, did you know what a Try Guy was? I did know what a Try Guy was. You did? I did not. I, did. I had I no did. idea. Well, okay. So let's talk about them first. So the Try Guys, they're a group of four guys who met while they were working at BuzzFeed. They're called the Try Guys because literally they just try stuff and make content about it, which is actually a brilliant <laughs> way to make a it's career. Smart. Yeah. Um, now they have 20 employees. They had a show on the Food Network. They had a they had a book that they wrote together called The Hidden Power of Effing Up. Their okay. YouTube channel has 11 spinoff series. 11 active right now and then they have eight million subscribers and for context eight million people watched this is us and the voice okay Whoa. so that they that's how i knew who they were because i watch a lot of youtube and so now they are now down and ned 
because um, mm. Ned was known as the wife guy. His right. wife Ariel also worked at the company. They had a they had a cookbook called Date Night. And okay. do you think that's the publishing equivalent of renewing your vows? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> don't want to do that. You don't want to so, do that. So Ned had started to go missing from podcast episodes and from videos. Like he was being edited out. Well, guess what? Reddit never sleeps. And so they were like, what's that about? And so photos leaked showing wife guy kissing the video producer, Alexandria Herring, at a New York City bar. And then the remaining Try Guys, they released a video where Eugene, who is my favorite, he looks very angry the whole time. Yeah. And they talk about, they reveal what happened. They said, we found out about the fair. We slowly were starting to edit Ned out, knowing that we were going to release him from the company. A lot of people learned about this because it was in a sketch of for SNL this weekend. <laughs> Which was... <laughs> Perfectly done, to be honest with you. Listen, really now I will push back. You say it's perfectly done. I will say they made fun of the Try Guys. Yes. They never made fun of Ned having an affair with a subordinate at his okay. at his company. And that, and that is fair. It, it, really what this comes down to is Brendan Gleeson re- reiterating Food yes. Babies. Right. That was my favorite part. I, and I think part of the, the humor there is they provided something to be lampooned, whereas Ned... All he does is look like Jesse Tyler Ferguson. He hasn't done anything that we can make fun of yet. You know what I mean? Even though he does uh, deserve blame here, yes, obviously. for sure. Because this is how you know it's complicated. When Ned posted his apology in his notes app, which is exactly what he did, he, in the first sentence, is the word consensual. That means an attorney has told you, you have to include consensual. You cannot assume that people know that because there was a, pi- a power dynamic at play there because yes. you literally were her boss. And, and, and weirdly, this kind of uh, mirrors what's going on in the NBA right now, kind of has been going on in the NBA with the Boston Celtics coach, Ime Adoka. Uh, Adoka. Uh, he led the Celtics to the finals. Incredible yes. coach. Uh, everybody loves him. And then it came out that he had a, quote, consensual relationship with a female subordinate. And uh, it's still – we don't really know what's going on there. But the way everyone's talking about that is – more is to come and it's a lot of posturing linguistically in the way people are referring to that's it. right and you know if you've built your whole because he literally was the wife guy among the guys sure. if you've created your whole vibe there and then the video listen i i really respected them for like coming out and saying like here's what happened we sure. knew about it and then we knew it was gonna leak we fired like we let him go because yeah. his wife is also an employee of this company. Yes. Like it's complex. And I, listen, I like that one of the Try Guys wives, because they the wives have a podcast. Yeah. I like that one of the wives during the SNL, she tweeted this. Anyone remember the tripod episode where Ned talks about his Yale friend who's a writer for SNL asking for a friend? Oh. So maybe that's why that sketch was a little Ned friendly because they don't come for Ned at all, like sure. at all in that sketch. They really just make fun of this. And listen, to be fair, them sitting on the couch, Eugene looking like he's ready to just uh, like pull out a weapon Eugene, and go weapons or uh, Eugene, fist. Eugene, I saw referred to as the enraged fashionista. Which he is the right. rage fashionista. Yes, that's. It'd be like if, I'm trying to think of a good example. It'd be like if I was like. Honestly, if it would be like if you had a husband four kids and six dogs oh my gosh Aaron and I would release a video and be like we had to let her go it we was disingenuous it was not fair that she wants to kill her dogs but not really she loves them she has a <laughs> she has she's running a breeder like what would it be you know so I I think when in that situation and plus it was an employee it would also be like if my husband was Terrence and it's sure. like oh I, did I not tell you I'm married to Terrence like yeah. is that weird like is that a weird vibe yeah you know I did think that the word the p word gets tossed around a lot here that we've heard a lot like in the last Panera? year or so Panera also <laughs> when's the last time you've been Panera 
uh, this past week. God, I get okay. that. I go through that drive-thru. I get well, that turkey, that turkey uh, Bravo sandwich. Listen, Holy cow. Ba- Bravo, extra baguette. The BTB. That's the, yes. oh, listen. That's the only time I've gone back through the line and be like, hey, I'm so sorry to do this, but I did order bacon turkey Bravo, and what you've given me is a white bread sandwich with turkey <gasps> on it. So absolutely not. The bacon turkey Bravo has brown sugar crusted on the crust, and that's kind of what I look and I forward need to. That. That's what it I also has bacon. To. So I just, I'm going to need you to do that. The P word, parasocial relationships, right? Oh, yes. It's, yeah. That's what gets talked about. And I think it's a, this is another worthy conversation for it. And it, it made me want to ask you, in the life of the show here, okay, uh-huh. Uh-huh. at what point have you, or talk to me about the evolution of you including more of yourself, like as an actual person in the show versus mm-hmm. you yourself as a character. Like, do you think you're more yourself now or do you think you're, you're more a character now? No, I think I'm, I think I'm more myself on the show, but I have, I'm now less of myself on social media. Okay. Not in the, not that it's a performative nature on social media. It's just that I'm wildly protective of my entire personal life. Sure. And I just don't, like, I try to be, because what can happen is you can end up being, I think some people find themselves in a dangerous place where they're just get very addicted to the likes and the, because I think that's what happens to a lot of these people. They get addicted to the vibes yeah. of what happens when people like them and talk to them. And, and, but I, I have to remind myself that that's not real. They don't really know me. They might, if they really knew me fully, they might be like, oh, yikes. <laughs> or they might be like, do I want to marry that? And I might not want to marry them. You know, and I don't want to tempt yeah. anybody. You're already married and, with kids and dogs, so you <laughs> don't have that. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I like, I like to keep, What's on the air, like what's in the audio, this is all truly authentic. But like yeah. what's everywhere else is just very like tip of the iceberg. Yeah. 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 I think that's that's kind of the same. I, I think that as we've gone I, early, I was like very, this is a character that's not even me. I'm very grumpy. I'm very commercially. I don't like to share things. But I think as we've gone, it's not because I like the the feedback or the uh, reciprocity of like acceptance or whatever. I just... Uh, it's like, I just don't think anybody cares really, yeah, you know? No, exactly. So it's yeah. like, I just feel That's like, feel. okay, I'm just going to do what I, what I need to do anyway. But it is, it is, uh, I feel like the parasocial aspect is one of those words that gets said a lot, but I don't know that we totally understand it, but it is such a component of, and when we say parasocial relationships, it's the idea, it's the one-sided relationship that we have to a podcast or a show or a celebrity or whatever. Because I've, I've seen that. Yeah, she's well, liked some of my comments before. Do you think she would invite me to her house? Listen, man, I like Brad Pitt's never done anything for me, but like you know, when I know like he maybe he had his kid in a sleeper hold or something. That's what? tough. That's tough. It's not a good look. <laughs> you know, don't love that, etc. But it, it's a it's an interesting examination of just the way content in the internet works. Um, how we have to uh, reassemble those. And I, I think when you're healthy, I will say this: I think when you're healthy about it, you actually can make really amazing friends. There are podcast listeners yes. who have gone to concerts together and met for coffee and sat by each other in a live show and they've become friends. I think it can be something that can be, but it has to be two sided always. And some of my favorite people on the planet that I'm friends with that I've stayed in their homes are people I originally met on the internet, but that took over a lot of time and years to develop those friendships. And so, yeah, it's, and it's, and it's hard when you think you're having, like when I think that Drew Barrymore is really into my life, and then she doesn't actually follow me. It's it's heartbreaking every time. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, and, and I think that's the. Um, I don't really think it's about the people who listen or watch or consume. It's about the person who projects an idea, and then they 
they're capitalizing on the idea and then they let you down. That's yes. where the problem is. And it's where yes. like, you know, it's like if you, if you feel a certain way about the cum boys and the cum boys let you down, you know, that's on the cum boys. That's not Guys, on you. You know, you should manage expectations, but it's on the cum boys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcastpod. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chompstick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chompsticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. There are even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. Y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. 
Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Um, all right, let's go to the cinema side piece section and let's do the box office recap. Okay, I have the best news to report because you and I were both like, please don't let Amsterdam do well. Please don't yeah. let Amsterdam yeah. do well. Well, guess what? It did not do well. It's probably the biggest flop of the year. An $80 million budget, some of the biggest names in Hollywood, and that thing made $6 million. What? Six? Six. Six. Third place. Third place. And first place was Smile. That's actually the movie I went to see. Mm. What'd you think? What'd you think about it? No spoilers, obviously, but no spoilers. It's a horror movie. And it's a, I would say it's in, it was smarter than I thought it was. Like it was smart. It was going to be horror movies are usually, here's a little bit about who these people are now. Can they not get killed? That's it. That's, that's the progression. And I like that. I appreciate that. I like a good jump scare. I like the adrenaline, but this was smarter than I thought. I thought Sosie Bacon, who was Kira, Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon's daughter. She was the lead. I thought she was excellent. She was excellent. I didn't know. See, when I was in Hendersonville, uh, we broke for the night, and I was either going to see Smile or I was going to order way too much Popeyes Uh and catch up on Peaky Blinders season six. And, and we'll, we'll get to the green light and find out what I did. You'll find out what I, you I did. I'm with my choice. I was but happy with it. But this movie, it made tw- this is its second week to be at number one. $22 million I made. It only dropped 22%. And I get it because I was like, I told somebody who I know loves horror movies. I was like, no, I think you'd like it. It's not It's not reinventing the wheel. It's not doing anything. It And listen, it is dark. Like, mm. it's dark. So it is not the kind of horror like, oh, now I can go home. No, you're just going to go home and think about when people die by suicide. Wow. Yeah, like it's it's an it's an Great. energy stealer. Yeah. But what's so funny is Paramount was originally gonna send that straight to Paramount Plus. Oh. But then the test audience was like, Oh, this was amazing. And so now they're gonna make a lot more a lot more money. Oh, um, it'll be like the Fast and Furious of horror movies. We'll be seeing it forever now. Oh my gosh, we will. So in second place was Lyle Lyle, Crocodile, which we this is the Pasic and Paul Pasic and Paul. Uh that was a $50 million uh, budget. It made $11 million at 4,000 theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did not. It So it's in second place, but it didn't do well. And then, of course, Amsterdam was third. Fourth place, The Woman King. Now it's finally doubled its budget. So it made a decent amount of money. And then in fifth place, Don't Worry Darling, who's also now doubled their $35 million budget. Um, but I would say The Woman King is really good. I am going to rewatch Don't Worry Darling when it starts streaming because I do want to like now watch it with a full understanding of sure. the, the outcome. I yeah. don't know that it's going to – I know Harry is not going to get better, but maybe I'll appreciate it more. True or false, Harry Styles is in uh, the shortlist for Oscar leading actor award winners uh, Absolutely not. on the betting sites right false. now. False. That's actually true. He's plus 4,000. No, he is plus 4,000. For 4, this or for the policeman? Oh, it's for the policeman, actually, okay. now, that I'm, now that I'm realizing Which it. we haven't seen either, so let's all calm down before yeah. we like vote for that. Let me do well, another true or false. True or false. And Aaron, you can join in on this. Uh, Pasek and Paul. 
they are adapting the Oregon Trail to be a musical. Is that true or is that false? That's true. That is true. That's 100 true. There's gonna be a song about dysentery and everything. It's gonna be great. Listen, when Aaron says she's into it, by the way, she's not gonna see it. Like she's not into. (laughs) She's into the idea of it though. That's true. Three years. Listen, Aaron in our speech Mary kill on our Instagram Friday, we posted all the staffs favorite movies that they love to watch in October mm-hmm. and everybody shared they were great I agree with Knox I think uh, Madison had the best pick Coco. Coco I was so mad when I saw it I was like dang it that's, it was that's a great the right choice um, Aaron picked When Harry Met Sally and more than one person asked has Aaron ever seen <laughs> When Harry Met Sally I absolutely have seen When Harry Met Sally <laughs> the whole thing the whole thing At I love time. it yes okay. I love that movie listen how do we feel Jason's editing this so we'll see if this stays how do we feel about Jason including the Karate Kid for his <laughs> listen, pick so many people were like <laughs> Is this making him serious and sexy? Like, what is that about? Like, why is he into the Karate Kid in the fall? Amazing. It's Amazing. Good. It's good. Well, coming this weekend, we get Halloween Ends, which, spoiler, it does not. It will be back next year as well. Right. Uh, we get Rosaline, which is going to be on Hulu, which is starring Caitlin Dever, who we love. Yes. And it's a retelling of Romeo and Juliet from the perspective of Juliet's cousin, played by Caitlin Dever. Love it. And then we're getting a new Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam, a delicious person to look at, by the way. Yeah. Uh, He is going to be in a new Apple TV series called, I think it's Shantaram, which is about a fugitive who's getting lost in 80s, 1980s Bombay. Okay. See, I I had it as Shantaram, which is why you should do more talking than I should do. You know? And then the final thing is coming to Netflix. It is uh, the movie The Curse of Bridge Hollow, which is about a father played by Marlon Wayans and his teenage daughter are forced to team up and save their town Love after it. an ancient and mischievous spirit causes Halloween decorations to come to life and wreak havoc. Okay, it sounds terrible, but I love it. I love the idea. No, Why not? Yeah. Why not? Okay, let's go to Trailer Park. We we got, you know, I, I know trailers are kind of here and there. Some people see them. And they want to hear about it. Some people have no idea what you're talking about, so it's tough to like access. But yeah. these were pretty universal, and I felt like four quadrant trailers. So I felt like they were worth the conversation. Let's start with the Super Mario Brothers movie starring Chris Pine, or Chris Pratt's accent. Jamie, what did you feel about this okay. trailer? So the Super Mario Brothers movie is coming out in on April seventh next year. Now, this is different than Super Mario Brothers, the movie, which came out in 1993. That's right. Yes. Those are the same titles, just in different order. Because that's Bob Hoskins and, and John, Johnny that's L, right. right? Oh, and it was yeah. horrible. It was horrible. Now, here's my understanding that this is going to be the Mario Brothers going to Mushroom Kingdom as Bowser, King of the Koopas. Is it Koopas? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It uh, is. Steals a star from another kingdom. Would you like to do an array of JQTNAs? Are you ready? Yeah, of course. Okay, these are Jamie qu- Jamie's questions that need answers about this trailer. First of all, where is Mario from? Like okay. in the canon. Okay, because that's a great I question. I can't tell. I thought that Mario from other things was from Italy. Okay. But this gives it like he's doing a light Williamsburg, Brooklyn accent. Okay, he's from he's from both basically, right? Okay. Uh, in later video games, he is from Italy. That's the more uh, canonical pop cultural okay. uh, version we get. For me personally, my Mario is Captain Lou Albano uh, from the TV oh, show. Yeah. I right. watched that, and that's that's a hard Bronx Mario. That's a New okay. York. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Okay, second QTNA. What's the deal with the penguins? Are there penguins? Listen, you got to understand. I've only I played Mario on Nintendo the original, sure. and then when it got 3D, I got motion sick. So I stopped sure. playing video games as a rule, and now I play my two dots and my Cooking City. Okay, okay, okay. This is important. This is important. At what point? What did you play? Did you play the one, two, or did you play the one where he had like the squirrel where he could fly? 
No, I never got to the squirrel where he could fly. fly. Honestly, that's the best one. Three's the best one to me. Yeah. Okay, so we're, what's the deal with the penguins? Are there penguins? Don't really know. I've, uh, as best I can tell, and 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 I uh, apologize if this is sacrilege. I feel like the the penguins are kind of like the red shirts here. Okay. Like we just need to see Bowser dunk on them to oh, see okay. his power. I don't okay. think they're super pivotal in the scope of the Mario Brothers. Okay, number three, Keegan Michael Key is playing Toad. I thought yeah. Toad was like a like an ethnicity or a race of people. Like oh, okay, like like. You'd be Filipino. Like, is Michael is Keegan Michael Key voicing all Filipinos, or is he Toad like Joe Coy is Filipino? What's See, happening? I, my my sense of it was always that, like Toad was just kind of like almost like non gender, non ethnicity, just okay. like something unto itself. Are there right? other but Toads? Because he's playing. Is he playing more than one Toad, or is it just Captain Toad? I hope it's only one because if there's this this movie with like multiple toads, that's a failure probably. Okay, fourth, where's Princess Peach? She's in the cast and she's probably the most talented actor in this list. Yes, she why is. Why is she not in the trailer? I, why is Charlie Day not in the trailer? And I do think not to not to step on your your segment here, but I feel like the the billboard of this trailer was why is Chris Pratt doing like a like a terrible Brooklyn, Brooklyn accent? Right? right, right. I feel like if we get Charlie Day as Luigi, who he is Luigi. If we get what he sounds like, that's going to give us all the context we need. Okay. Right? Well, my final question is, what's the end game of this movie? Is he just not, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to get out of the Mushroom Kingdom or trying to survive? Oh, Can see, I don't die? even care. I don't even care. I don't need it because if the Lego movie worked, where it's just like Lego pieces and like they were just trying to be Lego pieces, like, and they made that work, the Mario Brothers, they're going to be fine. This is, do you think that's the same team making this film? I, I mean I don't know it is Chris Pratt as the as the protagonist so maybe okay. it is maybe I don't is. know exactly but um I do look all jokes aside the Chris Pr- okay I know there's a big internet conspiracy like why isn't Charles I think Martinette is his name he he voices the he's right. the voice actor who does the video game Mario and that's the one kind of all of us know and that we have been um, inundated with like with memes and and all of the um uh, the canonical pop culture content, like it's a Mia Mario, like that's Charles Martinet. The um, the hard Brooklyn Mario isn't quite. We haven't been as inundated with him, but the problem with Chris Pratt is in this trailer, he seems to lightly attempt a Brooklyn a- uh, accent right. that doesn't work. I don't know that like canonically this is an issue because it's Chris Pratt, but I think the internet with its tendency to want to hate Chris Pratt has made it into an issue. But I do think fundamentally Chris Pratt is a failure as a casting choice because again, this is an animated movie. You don't need Chris Pratt for this movie. No, but you do because I want to explain how Hollywood works, okay? So you need the star. Nobody wants to see Charles when uh, Jimmy Fallon do what's in the box in a game on late night. They don't sure. want to see that. They want to see hot Chris Pratt do that. It's like the list that the Hollywood Reporter put out of the 40-ish most powerful people in podcasting. It's smart list. They don't even know how to make a podcast. They just <sighs> so were frustrating. Like, Spotify, and I, listen, I love, I love smart list. Don't listen to it, but I love Spotify. Well, definitely don't listen to the episodes where they're not it's white fine. people. Because yeah. they have never met not white people, and they don't know how to interview them. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you look at that list, you're just like, oh, these must be the power players. No, because we've worked with some of these people on this list, and we know that. I don't return emails. <laughs> I know that they're not power players. So um, I just think like you have to know that like we're just not going to have the back in the day Disney where nobody knew anybody who was voicing anything like who who voiced Belle. Nobody knows. But now we know that Hermione was Belle and that's all we care about. But see, I you yes, you are correct. That is how the world works. But I just know um, like Storks, 
I didn't know who the lead actress was. It was Andy Samberg with someone and she had never worked. And I don't know that she's done much since, but she was great. And you know what? My kids weren't like, dad, that movie was disgusting because I didn't recognize that voice. (laughs) Like Frozen is not made because of Kristen Bell, right? Right. I just think if it's a clever trailer, the kids are going to want to see it. So I thought this could have been, honestly, this should have been Bobby Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale should have been Mario. End of story. This also could have been Christopher Walken. Uh, That would have been hilarious. Ralph Macchio. Cobra Kai is big on YouTube. That would have worked. Ray Romano. You could have talked me into Ray Romano. Lightly Italian, kind of Yankee Bronx-ish. Right. All of this would have worked. Chris Pratt's though is just distracting because, and we're gonna the next trailer we're gonna talk about. There's another distracting part. Uh oh. And I just don't know what he adds here. When everybody like Jack Black as Bowser, perfect, love it, wonderful. Charlie Day as Luigi, perfect, wonder, wonderful, love it. Ani uh, uh, Taylor Joy as Princess Peace, love it, wonderful. I just why Chris Pratt? It doesn't well, make sense to me. There is a common denominator that will segue us from this because in Mario movie is Fred Armisen as Cranky mm-hmm. Kong. Yes. And now we're going to talk about Wednesday where Fred Armisen is playing Uncle Fester. That's right. So the Wednesday trailer uh, dropped and this is like uh, the Adams Family adjacent centers on Wednesday, obviously, uh, played by Jen Ortega, who is I have come into uh, contact with her just because of my kids. She is a tremendous young actress right. um, who has already done like really great work. I love to see her cast as Wednesday Adams uh, to inherit the mantle from Christina Ricci. Uh, but you mentioned Fred Armisen in this trailer. I was on board, loved it. My notes said goth Harry Potter, goth Hogwarts. I was all in. And then Fred Armisen shows up as Uncle Fester. And I was like, for those reasons, I am out, but I do wish you luck. (laughs) How did you feel about it? Fred Armisen has slid into the, what we call the Vanessa Lachey mode, which is when Vanessa Lachey was on 30 Rock, the comment about her character was like, she can play anybody because you have (laughs) no idea what her background is. And I feel like that's what we've done with Fred Armisen. We're like, He's white, he's black, he's Filipino, he's Korean, he's French. Who cares? He's yeah. everything. Like, we just, and I don't, I think Zoe, just, White people look at Zoe Saldana like that. Like, we'll just use her, oh, yeah. and we'll be okay. We'll be diverse if we have her. We don't know what she is, but we'll be okay. Don't want to yell at us. But Fred Armisen, like, forget that. He's just, he's doing an SNL sketch in this trailer. Yes. When yes. everyone else is doing, like, straight-ahead, serious work. Like, they're and it acting. Just, it takes me out of the trailer every single time. I will say I'm excited about This is going to be a TV series, and it's on Netflix coming November 23rd, which I secretly love because somebody on Twitter was like, why is this not coming out in October? And I'm like, well, then you do not understand the Adams Family because yeah. Wednesday is freaking obsessed with Thanksgiving. And so <laughs> that's why this is coming out at Thanksgiving. And... I like that Christina Ricci is in it as a teacher at I love the it. Academy. So I, I love come. it. And this was created, this was helmed by the two guys that did Smallville. And I think if anybody's good at doing high school, like iconic figures in high school, it's them. So yeah. I'm excited to watch this. Now, um, talk to me because Tim Burton is involved in this. Uh, correct. Right. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to do this over or under, but we'll call it before or after. Okay. Okay. Wait, why would you change it? So I, I know because I thought over over under would be more confusing, but we'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. So over okay. under uh, the year 2008, okay. is it over or under the last time Tim Burton had a movie get over 80% on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience score? Oh, it's before for sure. It is before. It's 2007 with Sweeney Todd, which I, <laughs> I love Sweeney Todd. I thought Sweeney Todd was really good. What about over 85% over or under the year 2004? Before. Yeah, it's 2003 with Big Fish. And then that's it. That's it. You know what that's happened? That's all he's done. Listen, his muse, because there was question. And I don't know who had the affair. I don't know if it was Tim Burton or if it Because all y'all are like, Helena Bonham Carter is amazing. Remember, had an affair. 
with Daniel. Daniel, I had an affair with Daniel Craig. Man, for yeah. a second there, I thought you said Daniel Radcliffe, and I was like, "Whoa, I got to reconsider everything I know about him." <laughs> but I, I don't know if they just like when they broke up and they split up, it's like they both lost their mojo. Although I think Helena Bottom Carter's gotten it mostly back because of the Crown and because of the garbage Ocean's Eight, but because she's the best part in Ocean's Eight. But I don't know if he just lost his, you know, because like what has he done? Like Alice in Wonderland. What else has come out? Oh, he did the fr- Frankenweenie, Frankenweenie. <laughs> Now, he did get uh, 80 critical, but he didn't get over 80 uh, audience score on Frank and Weenie, which is a movie that if you're citing that as like uh, evidence why he's good, I mean, like, what are you really doing? You know, like, what are you really accomplishing? Right. My theory is he's like, he's like Valentine's Day, you know? It's like a part of culture. uh, Probably both, honestly. It's just like, it's something we accept. We know it's probably not right or good, but it just keeps happening. And he's someone where I'm like, you, you look at people. And you're like, why didn't they get more opportunities? Why aren't they making more movies? Meanwhile, Tim Burton is making this like uh, movies that should just run inside a hot topic in a mall and they're not good, but they're just creepy and weird. And like, that's his whole vibe. And I, I understand like niche filmmaking, but like, when's the last time like Tim Burton made something? I was like, whoa, that's really good. And I think the answer is never. You think he's just like got like lots of fans who are just like, I'm going to show up because I loved him because of this. I love Sweeney Todd. So I'm always going to show up. Because I love Tim Burton. And no, so I think gonna... he's just like the artistic type that shows up in movies with suits. And he's like so goth that they're like, I don't know. He's committed and he has a vision. And yeah. I guess we want to like not make like straight ahead weird, like uh, super missionary stuff. So this will be the guy that helps us make weird stuff. I've never, I don't know that I've ever seen a person of color in his movies or his like animated stuff. So oh, I don't know. Not, that, listen, that's not about him being racist. It's not his job. That's right. about him having an ensemble that he really loves. He just really I loves just, it. I don't know, man. I get it. You're weird and creepy, but like, could you make something good? That's, that's the that question I have. That would be great. It would. Some light Googling is that Tim Burton cheated on uh, HBC. He was the one who cheated on her. Um, yeah, but, the, but, but I'm saying she was a mistress in another married man's marriage. Oh, okay. She cheated on. I mean. Okay. I got they you. Both, I got they you. both uh, were, have a history of cheating on someone. Sure. Yeah. She's going to cheat is, is basically it. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Iwear.com, code POP. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Let's transition now. Let's transition. And let's go saucy puds. Let's uh, let's welcome in Aaron here, and I'm just gonna do Aaron. this. Is gonna, be, this is gonna be like a rapid rapid recap. So, hello and welcome to Saucy Puds, a recap within a podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Max McCoy. Join me as always, two people on a journey for big flavor. It's Aaron Moon and Jamie Golden. How are you guys doing? How are you <laughs> so feeling we, about Mexican we Week? We predicted last week on Saucy Puds recap of episode three that episode four, which was Mexican Week, would be a hot mess based on a long history of Britain being un- unable to engage other cultures in a non-colonizing manner. Yeah, and I'm proud to say, Dios mío. We were correct. We were correct. Should we Listen. talk about tacos or should we talk about the ocular intercourse that Don and Paul had over a piece of Tres Leches cake? The, I think the South gets a lot of um, blame for being racist and we should, you know, right. I mean, bad yeah. history, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Full stop. UK but, Boston, do, but Boston, don't act like y'all not racist. Okay, right? There's other people and you're not doing great either. And I feel like the UK is willfully ignorant about uh, racist stuff. I will say, though, if, OK, let me let me just work this out with you guys. OK, if okay. we're free to push back or disagree, I'm right. just trying to arrive at what's true. Okay? OK, it felt like most of the problematic stuff landed on the goth and the egg. Does that feel true or false to both of you? No, I think there was That's problem. pretty. I mean, I mean, they they did most of the heavy lifting. They did. I mean, because we got the cold open where the goth and the egg, um, like literally, he says, "Hey, I don't feel like we should make Mexican jokes because people will get upset." Yeah. FYI, goth guy, that's not why we make we don't make jokes about Mexicans. It's because it's actually hurtful and cruel and dumb. Sure. And there is a way to celebrate. Now, Great British Baking Show does not have a history of this. If you recall Japanese Week, that was also problematic. <laughs> like you can celebrate a culture without being not without culturally appropriating it without mocking it without yeah. pretending it's a place like Xanadu that you dissolve into the earth to get to that was weird man like so the contestants i didn't really have any issues with any of the contestants they just oh, were oblivious I oh i no. did yeah let's okay do it. i want to hear that because uh, it felt like a lot of it was just i have no idea what this is and i've never done this and i've never made talk well, and i want before we start aaron i do want y'all to know that we got a voice message in our dms from someone who said hey i just want to give y'all a heads up you should not make fun of the way that they pronounced words and i sent her back a voicemail and i said oh you are mistaken we are going to why do we not why do we not do that why can't you just say tortilla tortilla Okay, do you Tortilla. think they're willfully, like, with Shab- Shabira or whatever? I feel like she just didn't know how to say some words. And I'm like, I get that. There's as a difference a person between who does that, that of, like, I'm just going to call it guacamole, and I don't know what it is. What did okay. Carol call it? Guacamolo? Girl, that's not even close. That's Campos not even Carol, close. Carol, Carol was, she was, you know, she's some having freeform a tough jazz. Week. Okay. She's having she was, a tough she was week. reminding of me, uh, great aunt, I'll be honest with you. And let me tell you, great aunt did not march on Washington. I'll tell you that right now. Listen, <sighs> what in the opening chatter with the contestants are like, new week, 
Da, da, da. I yeah. was out because I, who knows, because of my brows. I don't yeah. know. And I had COVID somebody, brows. Somebody said, <laughs> what do Mexicans bake? Oh, Listen to me. So many Hear things, me. Guys. Let me have this moment. Yeah. What do Brits bake? You did not invent baking. Bread and cakes came from ancient Greece. Sponge cakes came from Spain. Cookies and biscuits are from Persia. Quiches from France. You know what you invented? Pies. And you put rabbits and woodpeckers in them. So <laughs> shut the F up about what is baking and what is not baking. Have you had woodpeckers so and pie? It's not bad. Absolutely not. It's not bad. You know what? What, <laughs> do the Brit, what do the Brits eat? Do they just eat fish and chips and beans on toast? Is that their palate? I and just feel like they impressed? eat gross food. So it's like, it's, 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 I, I want to give them the grace to be like, there's actually good food here. I know you have nachos night or whatever Reb said, but like, I want to <laughs> be understanding that you have, that your, your default position, your resting weight with food is gross and you don't understand actually good food. Can I ask a question? Of course. Why are we making tacos on a baking show? Listen, great question, Aaron. Great question. First of all, why are we only referring to the tortilla as tacos? Well, the taco's messy. No, the dish is a taco. <laughs> That's a tortilla that you're talking about. Also, by the way, baking, according to Webster's Dictionary, is to cook by dry heat in an oven unless you're camping. That's what Webster says. And so, <laughs> okay, tacos are not baking. And that was a tostado. It was served open face. That's a tostado. And it was a thicker, they were all making a thicker tortilla anyway. I have a question. I have a follow-up question. This is kind of not related to the, to the theme of the week, but why is there a kid in the introduction credits? Who is that kid? And that's why a really, that honestly, that's a great question. Marlo asked that question. Who She's is always that? been in it. She's why, always but been why, in it. No, but they, like why? Did they used to have kids on the show? Are no, kids never. like meandering She's around? Been in it from the beginning. It's supposed to show that like you bake with your family and amateur bakers are baking for their kids and their But we never see that. That's not the premise of the show. So why are you showing me a kid? Why? Well, if you're going to get particular about the intro, why is one raspberry missing from that cake? That's a great why question. did they not fill in the whole cake with all the raspberries? Fair. It's a fair now, question. They, they, their signature bake was uh, pan dolce, mm -hmm. uh, pan, pan dulce, pan dulce. Mm -hmm. um, which means sweetbreads. Did you know that sweetbreads in Britain, what is it? Throat of a cow. Throat of a cow. That's what, what they call sweetbreads. What? So would you rather have pan dolce or would you rather have the throat of a sheep? No, I just I'll don't even, I don't understand. And then what when that Paul means. said, "I just came back from Mexico," what do you think he meant by that? Paul, we don't. What are you doing? You just came back from a sandals resort. Yeah, no, not don't, from Mexico. No, no that's not exactly right where he now. came back from. I have a real question: Is Paul problematic? Because, like, in this episode, I was like, "Man, I like his the way he dresses." I like his vibe where he just like goes around sowing doubt with people. I love that. I, that's what <laughs> well, I want to do. He in was my life. for a season because he had an affair with one of the bakers and he okay. was in a committed relationship. That is problematic. But he's recovered from that and he apologized for that and they've all moved on. And listen, did I like it when Sandra said, holy guacamole? Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I did like that. I'm, I'm a simple girl. <laughs> Sandro, <sighs> Sandro looks like, like a cartoon sexy panther, like a sexy panther. <laughs> Like a respect. I'm, I'm saying that as a respect. No, but that's he is a respectful so way to say <laughs> no, that. That's the way to say it. Listen, I will say I started to I started to actually turn around in this episode because I kind of had compassion because when they were like they don't know how to cook steak, I was like, so the British. Now we've learned in this season alone they don't know how to make pizza. They don't. No. Know, they don't eat steak, and now Come we on. know they don't eat Mexican food. Don't you feel bad for them a little bit? The what? Best That's why we got what we got last week. You know, we got like fish and is cake, Indian food. Yeah. So like, they didn't even make that food. Like, you know what I mean? They just don't know how to do Again, it. Again, I had churros at a Mexican restaurant this weekend, and they were delicious. I just like any cooking show where one of the contestants, Compost Carol, says, "I wouldn't eat it." To be honest, <laughs> I think that's amazing. I feel like we watched Carol have a nervous breakdown this episode. Okay, what did we think was the silver lining of this episode? 
Uh, definitely when Paul and Don started having eye sex over mm. the cake. That gave that well, was like my sexual awakening. I don't understand why he didn't give her a handshake. He I don't either. I think right he there. was afraid of her power. Honestly, it was right there. He was honestly, he's probably afraid afraid of the herp alert on her lip. That is probably like a birthmark, <laughs> but he doesn't know that. Don't he doesn't know that. that. Don't call it that. I mean, it's something like you gotta identify it. Okay, you know? the, you're wrong. The silver lining was that Rebs went home. Yeah. Bye, Rebs. Okay. We'll see you later. The silver lining. Uh, I've got three. Okay, okay. that Rebs didn't ask anybody for help. That's great. Good. That's gross. Except, oh, except at the end when they sent her home and she started ugly crying and shaking and clinging to Prue sure. like a life like a life preserver in the ocean you know, that they've never been on. You know, because a crew member had to step in for that. Is that when like, Prue said it's just cake? It's just cake. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm cake. like, hey, you need to chill out. You and your 15 licorice bracelets, which if you're going to wear that many, you got to you gotta explain it. You got to explain it. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to say James talking about fondling the balls and yeah, making strong good. eye contact with the camera. Okay. Strong eye contact. How about those co- coffee caramel oyster conchas? Like never heck? in a million years would I be like, that's the problem with Brits is they're like, I bet I can add uh, sardines to this, and it'll no. just add yeah, a little like. You don't ever have to add sardines. Is the answer to that question, <laughs> Aaron? What's the who's the guy? How do you say his name? The guy you like the most? I don't say it correctly, but it's I don't either. Janush. Okay, Janush. <laughs> I need someone else to say it for me. I liked what he his showstopper. He was like, "I love a good drip. You can hide imperfections. Pause." Hey. You can hide everything. It's like, okay, Dahmer, what are, what are we doing like, here? Like, good for him. At least he was like, look, I'm going to use horchata. This is what this is a classic ingredient. Yeah. Whereas Rebs was like, I'm making Italian tres leches cake. I'm not even acknowledging that Mexico is a place. And it's like, leaking and it's not even good. Have you guys noticed the pattern, the clothing patterns on this show? Like everyone in most like visual fields, they're like, we're muted. We're chilled out colors. Oh, yeah, they don't but do that. Noel, Prue, Kevin, Carol James, they're, it's like the most vivid patterns ever. And I don't know if that's a British thing or I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's because they're making up for them not having a personality. Ooh. Oh, dang. Man. Dang. No, think- they were so offensive. Listen, and all, I listen, Mexico called and they were like, uh, well, is this what happens when you can't colonize us? You turn, you turn into a holes? Is this wow. what happens? I don't wow. like it. I yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. Next I mean- week, guess what next week is? What? desserts <laughs> that's the week <laughs> that's the theme i just feel like I, I wish it was like cakes part two biscuits part two just like stick to the the, the great stick hits, to the stuff we you know? well we haven't gotten to pastry week pastry is usually later because it's harder but i again i still don't understand like why they're not having to do i felt like they other than having to stack the trust life cake that mm-hmm. was the hardest thing they had to do they're not even having to really prove their bread yeah. And all of them are kind of bad. Like, I liked at the end where he was like, three of these bakers are no good. So we'll see when they go home. <laughs> I like that I know Carol's going home next week. Carol's definitely uh, going home next week. Yeah, Carol, we're not spoiled. We just know in she our just feel, If you've ever had a dream where you're like, you've got to turn in an assignment in a class and you don't have the assignment, you don't even know what class it is. That's what Carol looks like now for like the last two or three Okay, weeks. real quick, since we're in week four of ten. Maxie. Who, who would you like Maxie. for your three final three to be in the final extravaganza? Maxie, okay, Sandro, and Maxie. This is by hotness, we, personality, and talent. Got mm-hmm. it. Maxie, Sandro, and Janish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that list. That's There's no perfect. notes on that well, list. Well, no, That's but perfect. I really like Shab- I like Shabira. I like Shabira a lot. Because I like Shabira crying and still just working. She's, she's still going. crying, and that felt like an Aaron energy. That I'm is like, an Aaron I like, energy. I like I her, but she's also like, I'm putting razor blades in this just to make you feel alive <laughs> when you eat this. I 
like that in a baker. I think that's I did kind like of fun. that she was like she wanted to put corn in her tacos in her technical and there was no corn for her to put in it. She was like, Well, I'll just keep putting corn in everything. I'll just put else. it in a cake. It'll be yeah. fine. Who was the person who Jason, you're gonna have to bleep this out, that Noel was trying to like do his shtick with and she was not responding to you and you could tell was, she was just like It was Carol. Okay, and she's like, my life. She is was like trying dissolving. to make those tortillas. She's, she's trying- like, I need all these tortillas. I can't like mess around with these tortillas. And, and he's he was like, doing do you like want the me third lap on his Day of the Dead stuff. He was like, I've been dead for eighteen years, mate. And she's just like, I'm dying. I'm dying of a heart attack here. Please go away. God, unbelievable. Um, okay, that is uh, that's saucy puds. So we'll be back. We will recap next week uh, for the more you know episode. Um, so obviously you guys got this one for free. But if you want to hear recaps uh, for the rest of the season, make sure you go to noxjamie.com slash Patreon. And if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxjamie.com slash 475. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? Okay, my red light this week, it's kind of a two for one. It's really beauty trends. At first, people shaving off their eyebrows. I get it. If your eyebrow has offended you, then you may need to cut it off. I get it. But I'm going to suggest that eyebrows are critical for protecting your eyes and framing your face. So to Madonna and Amelia Hamlin, two very different generations, by the way, your eyebrows don't just grow back. Ask anyone who lived in the 90s. They're not like Mm. the hair on your head. They don't just grow back. Also, Haley Bieber, uh, you're on notice. Uh, She did a TikTok where she, quote, invented brownie glazed lips, where she lined her lips with a brown liner and topped it with gloss and called it brownie glazed lips, the lip combo vibe I'm feeling for fall. Okay. First of all, thank you for calling it fall and not autumn. Appreciate that. Second, you, you can't invent a lip combo that black and brown women have been doing for decades. Okay. That's not you, Haley Bieber, being like, should I wear hoops and have a slicked back bun and call it a clean girl aesthetic? Listen, white Gen Z, you did not create a slicked back bun and hoops. You didn't do that. Other cultures have been doing that forever. You don't get to claim that, but I will be claiming a new aesthetic. It's called middle-aged woman aesthetic, where we have acne and freckles and frizzy hair and wrinkles and a confidence not generated by hearts on the internet or money we give from our parents. Who's into a middle-aged woman aesthetic? It's me. You can look like me. We can have the best time ever, spend our own money, and not be on our parents' phone plan. If you are on your parents' phone plan. You don't need to. You are too old for that. Don't make your parents pay for your dumb phone. Even if you got to go T-Mobile, that's okay. No judgment. That's something that Haley Bieber would do. You know, you know that Stephen Baldwin is still paying for her iPhone. You know, honestly, I don't know that I knew who her dad was. I knew it was one of the Baldwins, but I didn't know who, like, which specific. It's the the Jesus Baldwin. I just, I like that you say. See, you you intimidate me because you say aesthetic, and I say aesthetic. And I feel like Aaron, yours what do you is. Say? I think you're you're autumn. You're the autumn. Aesthetic. No, my child. My child says aesthetic. Okay. Aesthetic. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying you're, you're doing the fancier Aesthetic. version. You're doing the at- oh, autumnal yeah. one. I'm doing the this fall. This is the season of fall. This is my aesthetic. Yeah. Aesthetic. Yeah. It's like niche <laughs> and niche. I just, can we come to a consensus, please, people? I just let my mood choose. I like sometimes I'm niche, sometimes I'm niche. Okay. I'm never niche. I'm always niche. <laughs> <laughs> I um, okay. It. I have, these, are, these aren't like rapid red lights. These are just random red lights. I just want to go through real quick. You can have rapid red lights. I don't know. I don't mine. want to do that. That's yours. And I want to respect your space and your, and your place. And I don't ever want, but I just have a like grab bag of ones. Let's and go. I, I don't want to be this guy, but why am I still hearing about the Queen's dogs? Okay. <laughs> and and, and wh- wh- like 
they're balancing out whatever Ferguson for whatever her name is Sarah whatever and like one of them is named Mick but it's spelled like Buick with an M and I'm like why are we doing that you know why like why is that allowed to happen Uh, Kanye for various reasons that I feel like speak for themselves so we'll just let that be there Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari have you seen the stills from the movie I'm uh, sorry, you think I don't have a Google alert on new pictures of Adam Driver in case okay. he might be on a horse again? But he's 60 years old and he has Peyton Manning's forehead in this Still movie. hot. Still okay. hot. Mm, Still this, do it. This is going to test you, Jamie. This is going to test you. Uh, Tennessee fans, I'm redlighting you. Not in a bad way. I'm just saying pace yourself this week. Okay? Everyone's going to be talking about Tennessee's going to upset Alabama. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Everyone's going to talk themselves into that. The game day's there. It's going to be great. Maybe it's going to happen. I don't know. But I'm just saying... Don't book your tickets for the national championship yet, okay? Proceed with cautious optimism. It's okay. Just, like, pace yourselves, okay? How are you feeling as an Alabama fan? Going to Knoxville. Tennessee's got all the momentum. Alabama's struggling with Texas A&M. Like Listen, I got nervous. Them. Listen, I'll be honest with you, because the only thing I wanted in my heart was for Alabama to beat Texas A&M. Sure. For no other reason than the beef that Jimbo and Nick had had earlier in the season. And, yeah. you know, that they had paid all that money. And uh, they thought that it was going to be a great season. It has not turned out such. So I liked the comeuppance of that. But yeah. listen, I recognize that Alabama... Now, my mother, she gets very nervous. Listen, she'll text me on a Saturday, and she's like, some player has this injury. And, and that's okay. her. Te- that's the first time I've heard from her in three days. <laughs> and that's all. It's not, hey, how are you doing? How's no. the move going? It's just, hey, uh, this running back has a twisted ankle. So I just reply like I know she wants me to, which is like, well, I'll definitely be praying for him to recover <laughs> by next week. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's gonna be tricky. It's gonna be tricky. Uh, then last one, our Arthur, the uh, PBS cartoon. Uh, no. It's going from TV show to it's now having a podcast. Um, <laughs> Arthur has a podcast. Arthur's on our corner, and the, that's not even a problem because we would dust Arthur. Okay, like we would just curb stomp <laughs> Arthur. Our content's so much better and richer. Okay, but the problem is on the title picture, like the the big picture for like him and his podcast. He's got his headphones on his head not on his ears okay his ears i know you weren't listening to me for the first part of that because i could tell just by the way you're looking so i slowed down so you could pick back up with where i was going but he I was what? looking at a picture of Michael Barbaro and Sabrina Tavernisi. Did you think that's what Sabrina looked like? No, that is the, not. It's stunning. She's cute, but I was like, I, I think I thought she was blonde and like had long straight hair. I think she, I felt like she looked like that lady from SNL that uh, Ben Affleck cheated on. I'm Jennifer so mad at both with. of you for making me listen to this conversation <laughs> in the middle of my red light. Lindsay Shook. Lindsay yeah, Shook. that's it's her Lindsay name. Shook as both of you. It's Lindsay Shook as. <laughs> Is God. That what people think when they see a picture of me and Knox and they're like, wow, that is different than what I expected. And hey, as a as a helpful reminder, when you tweet out, wow, didn't realize y'all look like that, there's I don't need that. Nobody it's needs never that. Nice. So my apologies to Sabrina, you're stunning. Listen, her yeah. eyes are stunning and she has cute glasses, but I just thought she was I don't know why I thought she was blonde. Okay. Yeah. Listen. What were you talking about? No, no, you don't get it again. Jason, <laughs> leave all this it's in. On his, no, it's on his head. Wait, where are Arthur's ears? What God, is Arthur? That's what I was freaking talking about. Arthur's an aardvark, Jamie. He's an aardvark. There's and he no has way ears. Arthur is an aardvark. That's you, true. You, what? You, you want to look at You want to bet? I thought you he was slap a bet? rabbit. If I'm wrong, you have to get a vanity plate. <laughs> I'm not. Or if I'm right, that. you have to get a vanity plate. I'm already having to wear a pre-Nazi costume. I'm not doing any other yeah. bets. Yeah, that's Arthur, your fault. Arthur the aardvark? Are you fact-checking me right now? That's she a bet. That's bet confirmation. That is not what an aardvark looks like. His Where's his like long... No, you're thinking no of an anteater. You're thinking yeah. of an anteater. Oh. 
right. That's I exactly know. right, Aaron. <laughs> Hand gestures for anteater. But Arthur, look at his, since we're doing this, look at his yeah. podcast picture. Because he has two little ears on it's the top like a, of his head. Let's see. But his headphones are on the side of his head. It's just ridiculous. Oh, it's that's weird. It's that's so that's, stupid. Why doesn't he have little head? Oh, that is weird. Because it would so look stupid. But you know what? Like when Don't I'm have a listening. podcast then. Okay? Is, is that when I'm not like, like when I'm not listening to you? Because... I'm not. Like what you're just doing? Like what you're <laughs> right. literally just is this doing? Like Arthur, he doesn't care what you have to say. Is it a solo podcast or is he doing it with somebody else? I don't know yet. I don't, I don't care enough to Should know. Should we that. start a Patreon for kids where we teach them how to make podcasts? So I would not want to do that to at that? all. No? I have okay. no interest in that at all ba- whatsoever. No bad ideas. Nope, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's your green light this week? Okay. I have two, but really it's like one and a half because something I've already greenlit. I just want to re-up it. So the first is the movie Catherine Called Birdie on Amazon Prime. We were very hopeful that this would be good. And y'all, Lena Dunham has done it. Listen, she doesn't always do it. But this is set in 1290, which normally would be like a downer. But Mm. it's medieval English village of Stonebridge. Lady Catherine, who is played by Bella Ramsey, who we loved in Game of Thrones. She is everything. This is the perfect coming of age. She's 14. She has to save her family from ruin because they have no money. Her parents are played by Andrew Scott and Billy Piper, who are both... They are throwing a million miles an hour. Every supporting member of this cast is excellent. Even Joe Alwyn, who is just in every period piece always, he's excellent. This was a fantastic movie. You can watch it with your kids. They explain periods in the 1200s, and it was, like, not that different than now, which, again, is a... a, I just want to note for the record, that's why women are not valued in this society, because they basically just have the same plan that they had a thousand years ago. Yeah. And then I want to re-up because it's debuted and now it's no longer going to be. And that is Dairy Girls on Netflix. I thought season three, I didn't think it could be as good. And it was better. The series follows Erin, her cousin Orla for life, Claire, Michelle, and then Michelle's wee English fella, James' cousin, her cousin James. And they're, they live in Dairy. It's during the Troubles during the 90s. They're at a Catholic secondary school. It is so, it's just a beautiful, hilarious show about friendship about families. And here's why I think Dairy Girls is in my top three comedies of all time. It's because often in the shows like this, like Never Have I Ever, I love Never Have I Ever. But what you know about is her, like the main character. It is all built around her. This show is really an ensemble piece. You know about each player as much as you know about Aaron. And I love it. You do need the closed captioning on because they talk really fast with very thick uh, Irish accents. Mm. But it is magical. You can watch it on Netflix. It's I know I will love it for life. Because on the on the Liam uh, on the most recent season preview, Liam Neeson is in like the preview yes. I'm getting, and he's yes. like there's heavy some, Irish. There's like, some great cameos in this season. It's like, oh, he's yeah. like, do you think I was Irish in the Taken monologue where I have like special <laughs> set of skills? I'm turning this up to 15, baby, uh, and I'm going it. for he it. He does. He does. Um, okay, my green. I've got two. Uh, one's uh, also a re-up. Uh, I'm gonna do Peaky Blinders season six. Say it right. Say Peaky it right. F- blinders um <laughs> this uh, I, i've held out on the show and it's so good it's so like uh i guess irish or british or whatever but it's, it's uh killian murphy or cillian murphy i never know how to say his name um stephen wright it uh this we're getting to the end and what they're doing is really interesting because you know we used to get the I guess the beat of we're going to do five seasons in a movie or whatever. And I never actually like saw that happen or come to fruition where, but I think community is actually going to get that send off, but Peaky Blinders is doing that. So this season is season six. Um, so obviously if you haven't started it, I would recommend 
catching up on it because it's it's that good. Um, it's a prestige light. There's a lot of episodes you can you can uh, catch up with it on Netflix. But uh, in lieu of doing a season seven, there's going to do a movie, and that's going to be it. Uh, and they set it up really well to do the movie and to settle. I think in a lot of ways, sometimes when you set that up, it feels a little rushed or feels cheap or it feels uh, unearned, but this felt very earned. I just, I, I love the story. Uh, it takes about three seasons to get used to the accents. So watch it on subtitle or with subtitles on, and that's super helfful. Um, but Tom Hardy shows up Anya De- uh, Taylor joy yes. is in this. What's the guy from Jurassic park, Sam, something he's in it at the beginning. Um, but it's just a really, really Sam O'Neill. Cool. Sam O'Neill thank you. Uh, it's a really well done TV show uh, that if you like some kind of organized crime, a Jace, I think you'll like this TV show. And then the other one, is a significant departure but it is starstruck uh and it is on hbo uh, max and you can check it out i'd actually gotten it referred to me by a couple critics i follow didn't really take it seriously but it stars rose matafeo she's jesse and she's just a normal every woman um who has like a like a, a drunken i think new york new year's eve or new year's day hookup with a guy, uh, Nikesh Patel, who actually turns out to be a huge movie star. Um, and what she thought was going to be like a funny story turns out to maybe a relationship, maybe not. This is like the, the best comp I can give it is it's like Fleabag. But if it was if Fleabag was light, breezy and funny, and it's the perfect way to execute the rom-com idea in an unconventional way, but in a way that's still kind of nice and, and easy to follow. Uh, it's a perfect, if you have like two or three nights, you want to binge uh, a show. I think it's two seasons, 12 episodes total. So you can blow through it really fast. Half hour comedy, really light, really, really well done. Rose Matafei, I didn't have any experience with her, but she is unbelievably funny, has such a presence uh, and such a timing uh, that I think people really enjoy this. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And for your memory time, you shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to Amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first of your purchases. I feel the link. If I didn't purchase using that link this week was, Jamie, this is just Wilson iBlack. I literally didn't know what this was when you really? were in the shop. I did not know what this purpose okay. was. So for those who may not, who may be like me, it, the tagline is, don't let the midday sun or bright lights of prime time get in your way with our anti-glare iBlack. It's easier to enjoy the end zone when you can see you've made it. That feels weirdly sexual. It's just, it's the stuff baseball football players wear under their eyes. That's right. So it's $4.98. It has 4.5 stars with 4,000 rating. Let me take you on a journey of the Q&A. So someone asked the question, can you wear it on your eyelids while sunbathing so it's not so bright? Okay, the first response was, well, the eyelid skin is likely no more sensitive than the cheeks. That's not true. Um, Where this is normally applied, the downside is that it is black and can absorb heat rather than reflecting it. Try to put a zinc on top of it. This is horrible. The fact that they're named security engineering. Don't listen to them for oh, dermatology no. advice. Come on. Second came from Oakley Fanatic who said, never tried it that way. Okay, great. Thank Thanks for, for adding. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah. And then... The best comes from Bruce B. Bruce B says, no, I cannot recommend that. I am not a medical person. I am just a world champion tennis player. What? But it would be too easy to get the black in your eye because you will forget it is there. Now, I wanted to know more about Bruce B. Well, guess what? I could click on his name and find his other reviews. He also has reviewed a car cover. Guess what? He says, five stars. I'm pleased with this cover. It fits my Mercedes GL450 perfectly, and the straps connect easily, securing the cover to the car. Does he say that I won while being a uh, world champion (laughs) tennis player? he's, He's got money. And then he also reviewed the eye black and he gave it five stars. And he said, I use the eye black when I'm playing tennis. I am a champion tennis player and we play tennis on sunny days when we say the sun is bad, meaning shining in the eyes bad. (laughs) 
Thank you for explaining that, Bruce I hope B. that's Pete Sampras. I hope Bruce B is Pete Sampras. <laughs> that's what we find out. Oh, that's going to be perfect. Andy Roddick. All right, you guys. I'm Jamie Golden. You can, of course, become a B-Fots or a Fots by going to knoxtojamie.com slash Patreon. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>